0: Would subscribe to the podcast, and that way you never miss a new episode. Additionally, when you subscribe, if you could rate and review, we would really appreciate that as well. We are also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook,
1: so please give us a follow at Louisiana Ladies Podcast and Maggie. You can reach us at our email address, LouisianaLadiesPodcast at gmail.com.
0: We're back with another episode of Louisiana Ladies, and as I um, said in last week's episode, we have a guest today—a very special guest to me personally. Um, she is my—I mean, Kaylee, you're basically my cousin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at this point, that they have been in your family for 17 years. Well, so That's what I wanted to talk about. So it's Kaylee McCord Peterson, and I don't remember our family. By the way, it's on my mom's side. I've talked about my family a lot on the podcast, and I don't remember my family without Kaylee in it. So um, I guess just kind of talk a little bit about that. How did you and Todd meet? Yeah, so Todd is Missy's first cousin, and
2: we, we actually lived two streets away from each other our whole life um which is like three streets away from Missy which is funny we, we grew up like right next to each other but um I always say y'all lived on a compound <laughs> it's so funny they like all lived like two streets apart from each other but um I met him at Blue Bayou Water Park remember that summer so Todd was working at Blue Bayou okay. and I was working at Blue Bayou and some creep at the chicken coop stand was trying to hit on me and Todd walked up and I was acting basically like he and I were together so that these creeps would leave me alone. And Todd was like, who the heck are you? But yeah, that, that's how we met. It's a pretty funny story. Then we found out that we lived two streets away from each other and um, started dating a couple years ago. I mean, a couple years after that. So. So did y'all start dating when y'all were in college or were y'all dating in high school? Y'all were? Okay. I was about to turn 16 and he was 17
0: or about to be, he was 17. So, and you graduated from Bishop Sullivan. Yep. Yep. And Ty graduated from Catholic. So, um, yeah. So Kaylee, I like, when I think about it, I'm just like pictures memories of Todd other than when we were like kids uh Kaylee's always always been a part of our family so in a very special part so um hey Patrick, so, I don't remember <laughs> oh, I, well, I don't remember life without Patrick either <laughs> we've been together for like half our lives okay so let's kind of talk a little bit so from a professional standpoint what's your passion there and what are you currently doing
2: oh goodness what am I not doing that's the That's the, I guess, the age-old question. So I am, I've been in recruiting since high school, actually. I did the recruiting for St. Michael's. I was on their their ambassador team, which led me to do it in college. And I ended up doing the orientation and recruiting job at the university. It's actually what got me um, a scholarship throughout all of college. I worked for the Office of Recruiting, and then I moved into a recruiting job um, right after. Well, I moved to sales right after college and then I got back right into recruiting. So I've done recruiting pretty much my whole career and I'm a sales specific recruiter. So I specifically recruit like high level sales reps. Um, but, you know, no job's too small these days. <laughs> we uh, we are a firm. I, I, I recently left um a really large HCM company. And I am now at a small firm of around um, nine of us. And we take on software companies, you know, to recruit for. So we're recruiting for some big name software companies. And it's been pretty fun. And I I get to still do what I love and work from home and, um, you know, do the sales side of things too, which is fun. We have lots of clients that Need us regularly, lots of clients that you guys probably know over at mm-hmm. Park. Um, yeah. But I love that. And then I guess it's now been five years ago, I started a kids' clothing company. Um, it's called Little Luann, and we are in currently, I think, like 180 stores. And it's gotten um, rather big. And it's funny because I feel like I'm so removed from it. Um, although, I'm still very involved in it. It's like we've outsourced a lot of the company at this point. I have sales reps that go to Atlanta market and Dallas market and in Dallas market, we have our own showroom now, um, with another company called remember when, which is another local Louisiana company, but yeah, it's doing really well. I started it, um, with a, with a sorority sister of mine and it's still going strong and doing well. And, you know, yeah,
0: dress, dress in the cell. <laughs> Talk about that, you little entrepreneur, you. So, <laughs> what what inspired that? Right. So, I mean, so you, so Parker, your oldest son, he's eight. I'm pretty sure that's what he told me when I yep. saw him. And um, Palmer is five. Yep, five. Okay, so was it around when you had Palmer that you got inspired it to was Palmer? Yeah, it was. Well,
2: girls' clothes are. I mean, no joke. You moms out there that have girls, like, you know what I'm talking about boys too, but the girls with the classic Southern smock, everything you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with this. And you get really obsessed with it really quickly. And there are these buy, sell trade boards and mommy message groups that everybody are, they're all on. And I got involved in them. And, um, my friends told me like you before long, you're going to be buying these high end dresses and you will be wearing all target clothes. And I was like, no, I'm not. I, that will not be me. Oh y'all. So this day, like, I think I'm wearing target right now. And my little girl wears, you know, Buford bonnet, the high end clothing. So it, it, it's a, it's a sickness is more like I would explain it as like, we're as moms, very addicted to this. And, um, I got really into it with Palmer and how it started was, on a buy, sell, trade board, I sold a lot of Palmer's clothes that she had only worn once because, you know, babies grow right out of their stuff. And I made, you know, five, $600 on a buy, sell, trade board doing it. And um, I, I was like, I, I want to do this. I like selling kids clothes and I like designing them. And I had, you know, started dabbling with the designs and went to my business partner Um, who, who's my big sis in the sorority. And I was like, let's do this. And she was a professional buyer for a large company. And she had been to China and um, other countries to do, you know, professional buying. So she understood the industry and what we needed to do to kind of get it started. And she led the way on that. And I brought more of like the business and sales aspect to it. And it's been a good little working relationship since then. And um, you know, it's fun. It's fun. I'm still getting to do the sales side of things some, but I, I enjoy it. And I, I call it my hobby, but it, let's be real. It's way more than a hobby.
0: Now. Yeah. I must say it's like a business. This sounds like you could make it a full-time job if you wanted to, right? Uh, I totally could. I just, I,
2: I wish I had time to do that. And it's fun, but I, I don't think I could ever give up recruiting, you know?
0: Yeah. So you kind of have two passions. It sounds yeah. like, yeah. I asked Kaylee, I was like, do you like actually go to sleep when you how do you do all of this stuff because <laughs> both of your kids are pretty active like palmer is does dancing and dances everywhere
2: <laughs> you think competitive dance yeah that's a whole other life story That i mean poor thing we should dance studio every night along with all of us
0: so, yeah yeah, yeah. We're, crazy, we're crazy so i guess from little luann so you guys have you know you have a website and i think that's how is that how it started yeah.
2: Started, yep. Started online. And then we had so many little boutiques reach out to us begging to do wholesale. And at first we said, no, we were like, we're only an online boutique, but the minim, the, the, the industry is interesting. The minimums that you have to get from these factories are high. So, you know, it'll, it'll be like a minimum of a hundred pieces per garment that you have to order. Oh, okay. In order to move a hundred pieces of anything on a website, it's, it's just tough if you don't have a huge following.
1: I mean, yeah. you know,
2: the internet, it's so hard to break it, right? And the algorithms and all that. So we took them up on their offers to wholesale and we started wholesaling only locally in the Louisiana area. And um, that grew to Mississippi, then that grew to Arkansas, Tennessee, Atlanta, all of Georgia now. I mean, and Virginia, the Carolinas—it's—it's gotten pretty big in the South as far as our presence, but it just started as, you know, an online little, you know, nothing company at first. But yeah, we still do have online stuff too.
0: Yeah. So, what age ranges do y'all have? Just so that are anywhere from
2: newborn to really size ten. Okay, that's the size we go up to. Um, You know, it's—it's hard to dress the bigger ones because then they're like. They have that opinion, you know, (laughs) the smock stuff and the, the, you know, very classic stuff goes out of style to them. So who knows, though, maybe I'll do a big girl line because Palmer's begging me to do one now.
0: Oh yeah. Well, and I bought a few things and they're, they're great gifts for n- newborns too. You know, I always kind of, in fact, you know, I'm a little spoiled. I texted Kaylee and I was like, need a gift from my friend who had a baby. Can you just like send me the links and I'll just buy it or whatever. So, I do
2: that for a lot of people in Baton Rouge now. They'll just say, I need a gift and I'll just send them the link with, you know, whatever.
1: And I'm like, here, we'll, we'll, we'll put the name and everything on it when we send it to your friends and, yeah. It really is a sickness, though. I, my niece is about to be two, and I ordered some rain boots for her for Christmas. And like, mm-hmm. they're You're so, so little. Like, why is everything miniature so cute? Mm-hmm. Her little tiny rain boots. I'm like, I don't know how my sister does this. She probably just orders constantly because everything is cute. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, and then, you know,
2: with the way that social media is, if you look up one thing, then a million other things are advertised to you. And then you're hooked, and you're you just keep buying. I mean, there was a whole month where I had to get off of social media and do a cleanse because of
0: all the buying I had done. That's really what social media. I've talked about this before. Like, I don't get really depressed from looking at social media. Like some people, no, I just buy stuff I yeah. do not need. Love you know, that's I'm that's so cute. easily targeted.
2: Yeah, and then you have your friends that'll post a cute outfit on them, and you're like, well, "Where did you get that?" And then they'll tell you where they got it or the link and you're like, okay, sold. And you just, I mean, it's so y'all it's, it's
0: the best word is a sickness, Maggie. But it's still fun. Okay. So that, that'll kind of lead us into a segue. So I do believe with little Luann, you have a, I'm going to say a line, but just, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't know fashion, Uh but that's dedicated to your sister Carly. And I think the uh, proceeds from that go to, specific organization. And so I want to kind of talk about that. So if you don't mind, tell our listeners what you guys went through. We're coming up on two years ago uh, with your sister, Carly. I still get chills.
2: Um, So my sister and I were 16 months apart and um, did everything together. She actually was working with me for little Luann the summer before but my sister passed away on a in a, in a plane accident two years ago. Um, she was on her way to the LSU playoff game in Atlanta. She was invited to go on a private jet with some friends. Um, and that morning, they went to Lafayette to get on the plane. Her friends were out of Lafayette, and they went through that airport. And the um, and the plane crashed almost immediately after takeoff. And it it has definitely, it has definitely played a huge, huge part in Little Louie in the last two years. And it's, you know, it's been very hard on everybody, on my family, on her friends, on people that she didn't even know, because my sister was a sideline reporter for the Saints, um, for LSU, for CST, for Cox Sports. She was on the radio with 100.7, the Tiger, and, and a few other radio stations. So Carly, I think when she died, actually had nine jobs. It was yeah. crazy. She was she was contracted out with so many different people. So a lot of people knew and loved Carly. And um, you know, I think it was it was the night of her death. I looked at my mom and I was like, Carly hated flowers. She hated flowers. So we immediately got a scholarship in of flowers to um, our university, which was Northwestern State University. And, um, and it did so well that, you know, eventually I was like, I want to do something else. And I just kept thinking of like, what platform do I have? And, you know, my following on social media was little Luann And since she had worked for me with little Luann or with me with little Luann I just found it to be a good, a good way to raise money in her name for children. My sister loved children. I mean, love, love, loved any child that would walk on by her, I mean, she would put him on camera and, and immediately hold him and put him in the shot of, of, of the video or whatever take she was doing. Um, and one of her coworkers, Matt Moscona, everybody in Baton Rouge knows Matt Moscona. He is very well known over there. He had a child or has a child with a, a heart defect. And Carly was sitting in my living room um, the summer before she passed away. And she was like, I just really want to help the Miskona family. She's like, I don't know what I could do, but I just always think about this family and and baby Drew and his heart, you know, defect and it it's just hard on them. And, you know, I think one of the things that people don't realize when you when you are an employed person and you make okay money, just okay, you know, okay to good money is that you get no assistance on medical, anything with heart defects. I mean, you get nothing, zilch, you know, is covered other than your insurance. And um, and so much of insurance doesn't cover a lot of these procedures or even the out-of-pocket expenses are $20,000, $30,000. I mean, people have spent millions on these, these heart defect babies. And so it opened my eyes to things. And um, I guess it was the night of her funeral, I had this, this like vision of her telling me that. And I called up Matt Moscona and I was like, I want to do something in her name with little Luann. And so that year we formed a rainbow line. Um, She, when she passed away, the last thing she posted on Instagram, um, anybody that knows her or followed the story knows about it. She had the lyrics from the Andy Grammer song. Um. Uh, rainbows after rain on there and it said only rainbows after rain the sun will always come again and so we started a rainbow line in her name and that year it did really really well and we were able to donate a large sum to the Moscona family for just their their bills and I think actually they used it they used the money for the tuition for St. Lillian's which is a Uh, a school where special needs children go and the tuition for these special needs kids are, are very, very high. I mean, and, and rightfully so because the teachers that they have over there work extra hard and, you know, the programs that they have to bring in, um, they're, they're just, they're different than a regular tuition. Right. But um, we were able to do that for them that first year. And then they found us a second family this year and the little boy Um, was just a doll his name was Michael and we were very blessed to be able to sponsor his family and do the same thing and we did have some stores pick up on it too so we had a few stores this year want to get involved in the I guess the fundraiser for it but at first it was just an online thing like any of my online clientele or anybody that followed the story and we had um we had a we had like a thousand orders this year and we were able to give money to his family for a really large medical bill. I mean, this poor baby had a stroke. Um, you know, with with his stuff. I mean, whenever you have heart defects, there's very, very high risk of stroke involved in it. And this was a seven-year-old little boy who had a stroke. So it broke my heart. Um, but I was really glad that we were able to do it. And I think that we've already chosen this year's recipient, but these are families that you know, they, their parents are both working parents. They work really hard. Michael's mom is a teacher. They work day in and day out, but these medical bills get to the six figure range and it's just so hard, you know, to be able to do anything, but it's been fun.
0: And on your website, I f- I'm pretty sure that if somebody were to go and look, it is indicated if it's part of that rainbow. Yes,
2: collection. anything that has a rainbow on it, um, it, it does say it. Yeah, it'll say Carly's Little Rainbow Collection on on the um, model. But at the very at the very top, I think that there is a search down bar. But under girls and boys, you can find a plethora of rainbow stuff, and we're still constantly selling things with it. Um, And anything that's on there right now, will go to this coming year's recipient, but we will release a whole new line of things this February, Um, and it's a pre-order. So how it works is, obviously, like, if I were to get a certain amount, we would be limiting ourselves to how much we could raise for this little boy or girl. So um, what we do is we do a pre-order, and we pre-order this stuff in February, and it usually gets there around April so that these kids can wear it from, you know, April till September and, you know, and, and, and they think of Carly and it's been a lot, there's been a lot of, a lot of people in the community and people that don't know us at all. I mean, we've had people follow the stories from the Northeast and from California. I mean, that have found us and they're like, we actually have followed the story since it happened. I mean, it was, it made national news and, you're going to have a buyer out of us every year. And then we also include gifts in there. So people that don't have kids that, you know, want to get little gifts and tchotchkes for their family members or for, you know, another friend's kid so that they don't have to worry about like, well, what size is my friend? We did blankets last year. This year we're going to do some book sacks and duffel bags and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cute. So, you know, so one of the, the, I think it's very special that you guys are able to do that and it really It's Carly's memory living on, right? And just kind of living through this. And so one of the things that I wanted to ask is, you know, I I remember when my dad called me and told me about Carly. And I'd actually seen something on Facebook like a couple hours before, but at that point, no names were released. You and Todd and your family were in Dallas, I believe, visiting other family. And, you know, I remember looking on Facebook. And I'm gonna be honest, I was like, golly, that's terrible, you know. But it was a Saturday, I believe, you know, kind of was walking the dogs and, and my dad called me and I was like, are you serious? You know, it's one of those things. And I mean, I'm not, I, yeah. st- I feel like you had to have been in shock, I guess is what I'm saying, yeah. we, you know, yeah. to find that out. It's it's shocking is the only word that I can I
2: still think I'm in shock, you know, like I still like two years later, I think, and sorry, I might hear my dog bark. The Whoa. shock never goes away. Whoa. I feel like on it. Um, It's one of those things where we are constantly reminded that it happened, but the, the, like, there are times where I'll go to text her and it's still like, like I'll have something that I want to say or some goofy little thing that I saw. And And I'm like, oh, I want to send that to her. Oh, wait, she's still not here. So there's still a shock. But yeah, that day, it's a day that I'll never, I mean, not just nobody would ever forget that day, but the details of that day, there are a lot of details I shockingly do remember.
0: Yeah. And just y'all having to drive back. And so one of the other things is that, you know, anytime something like that happens and I'll be honest, I haven't had anything tragic like that happened. I would say the only, you know, Joey uh, McClendon, who was a partner at the firm, he yes. did pass away in a car accident. And so that was, you know, I've been very fortunate that while we missed Joey and he was part of our Falcon and Winkler family, I haven't had anything like that happen with my immediate family. But as I kind of go back and I reflect on it, Kaylee, It's a hard enough situation for your family, but then Carly was basically a public figure. So Mm -hmm. once the names were released and LSU was playing in that game and she was married, she, um, was married to Steve and his dad, you know, they were coaches at LSU. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just don't know how anybody could handle that. I mean, I feel like every time you turned on the TV or probably opened up your phone or something like that, it was just kind of in your face. So how did you, what helped you, if anything, go through that process? It
2: was, you know, it was weird. Um, I I don't want to say I never cared about Carly's fame because I did, I was always really proud of Carly, but we always were just like, oh, she's doing her thing, you know? And so, you know, I would watch her on the news, but I don't think I realized how well known she was until that happened. We, um, I got a call that day. We were at the American girl store in Dallas and my, my best friend called me and was like, "Kaylee, like, please say that this isn't true. And like, what, what do you mean? What is true? And I mean, whenever I heard it, I immediately started calling and nobody was answering. And I just was, frantically just trying to find out if, if this were true. And, um, and whenever I got a call back from Steven's phone, it was his aunt saying that it was, I immediately broke down, but I knew that I had, the first thing I needed to do was I needed to call everybody I could before they heard about it on social media, because I knew in five seconds, it was going to be all over. And just because of the the situation really with LSU um, because she was a, an LSU family member in a sense. And I knew it was about to break out and then add in her other, you know, local fame. Um, and so I, I immediately called everybody that I could, you know, family wise, immediate family and, you know, got on the phone with my mom and all that good stuff. But that meet social media piece of it was the hard part, right? Like, I kept looking down at my phone, and there were—I could tell when it went public because there would be, there were there were a million notifications coming through. And I looked at—I looked down. I finally got out of my Aunt Debbie's car, and I looked down at my phone as I was getting into Todd's truck so that we could get home to Baton Rouge. And there were something like, like three thousand messages to me, and. And it was so overwhelming, not like, like on Facebook and text messages, I looked down at my text messages and I had 490 text messages within a matter of minutes. And it was the most overwhelming thing I've ever experienced in my life. And I'm an open book. If you know me, I am very out there on social media. I am, you know, I I don't give details of exactly where I'm at every second, but I, I, I tend to post a lot because I like that kind of stuff. It's it's, it helps me with marketing. It helps with, you know, long distance friendships. I love all that. But to have that kind of stuff publicly out there and you just found it out and you have people that you haven't spoken to in 10 years texting you about this and writing you on Facebook and please pray for Kaylee's family and tagging you. And it is very overwhelming. But on the on the flip side, I want to say, even though we were very overwhelmed, the love that we were shown was no other. I mean, it was also a very flattering thing because you realize, unfortunately, you realize when you have a death like this occur, you realize how loved you are and um, how loved she was because, you know, she she was so funny. Carly was hilarious. So if you knew her, she was just raw and open and goofy and i think that that was what left this mark on on you know this area this local area it was like you know they felt like there was a big chunk missing from so many things you know whether it was the saints or if they followed her on social media or just the the, the nightly news because she was on the nightly news i mean so many people we didn't know poured out but coping with it was a little bit hard because um, everywhere we went, you know, it was, it was weird. Like people that, people that didn't know who you were all of a sudden knew who you were. And it felt kind of like we were on this reality TV show overnight. And I mean, reporters outside of your house kind of thing, you know, but, um, over time, the the sad part is that over time it fades. It's, It's good and bad. Right. And, I think now the hard part about coping with it is keeping her memory alive. Yeah. You know, it's so opposite because when it happened, it was, it was like this, you know, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh, she's, she is who she is. And now it's like, I hope that people remember. I mean, it's opposite now from where it was this exact time, two years ago, you just, you do anything and everything you can to keep them alive. And, um, I think one of the hard parts is you don't want to overpost on social media about her, right? You don't want to look like, Oh my gosh, she just can't get over it. And it's so sad. And it's all she talks about, right. Or it's all her family talks about. So you, you try to dial it back, but even till this day, there will be newspaper articles that come out about her or about the plane or whatever. And you want to share it. Social media, just just to keep her memory alive, yeah. or like I just you know just to say like because she would be so mad at me if I did it. you by the way, she is she was a a little attention snob. She loved attention. Okay, so if there was an article about her and I wouldn't have shared it, she would have been like, "What are you? Why would? Why didn't you share that?" Like, so I can hear her, and and I think that now it's the self consciousness of
0: my oversharing about
2: her. You know, but
0: well, and Kaylee, I do think. I mean y'all were close in age and y'all were very fortunate to have a good relationship, you know, and I, I have a sister and I talk about my sister and Megan and I have, we have a very special relationship and that would, I mean, yes, that is going to be on your mind all the time. Um, you know, I'm not a therapist. I just would say, (laughs) I think that's normal, you know, but I keep thinking about, and and I hope I don't, I don't remember this, uh, video, but I think it was when Steve, does, does Steve, does he, does her husband go by steve or steven yes, by steven yeah okay. steve yes. steve Her a father-in-law yeah that's what i thought okay so it was when steven proposed to her i think it was on a radio show <laughs> and oh, to Tim- marley's reaction she did, i mean she kind of she got emotional at some point but she was like what are you doing, <laughs> Why are you doing <laughs> Stupid. y'all are
2: stupid yeah she that still makes me cringe. We we caught
0: her totally off guard that day, and Carly's reaction was just priceless. <laughs> it really was. But I guess what I'm saying, I'm like, you know, they showed, you know, one of the the special things about her being on TV. And as a news reporter, got all, you got all—you do have all of these memories, which yeah. at first can seem really sad, but then, uh, you know, it's cool. Like, okay, we can go back. Like we have all of these memories of her. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they would show some clips and she would, you know, kind of like bloopers and like, you could tell okay. she was just goofy on camera and off camera. And, and I told people, I mean, I I'd met your sister a couple of times. She would show up at some of the family functions and she was always just very genuine. Uh, but one other thing that I, that I do remember from the day of the funeral is your extremely talented husband, even though you know it's Todd. But I mean, he is a talented musician. Yeah, he um, he sang "Only Rainbows After Rain." I
2: don't know if that's the title of the song. I I'm, gotta keep your head up. I don't know. I, yeah, I need to look. <laughs> details. Um, Go ahead, but he and Chase Tyler, Chase Tyler's a, a very well-known local singer. Gonna give him a shout out. They did that together, and they sang it at the funeral and. Honestly, like, I don't know how he had the courage to do that because there was no way I was even getting up to do any kind of speaking, singing, anything. So I think I realized how strong he was when he did that. I mean, it was such an act of love. And, oh, if you would have known Carly and Todd's relationship, you would have been like, oh, they they would fight back and forth. Like cats and dogs. <laughs> I mean, they had such a little like love hate relationship I mean mostly love but um yeah I mean he was so strong and I don't know how he did it I don't know how he brought me and the kids through that that whole week he was totally my rock but yeah he is so talented and I'm so proud of him for doing that and I'm gonna encourage him to go play at some local bars because he is definitely good enough but yeah that was
0: Yeah, I mean, uh he really is talented. He played a little bit. I think he sang a little bit at my birthday party when that he came to, and I was like, "Get up there!" And I I do kind of feel bad for him sometimes because he's talented. We're like, "Todd, sing!" (laughs) Between
2: his sister and y'all and me, we're always like, "Get up there!" Every single party. But he's really, really private about it. But so for him, because he's so private about his singing, it makes it even more special that he did it that day. yeah. Yeah. and and Chase Tyler, because Carly and Chase were really close too.
0: Yeah. And let's, while we're talking about going down, you know, this day that was very beautiful and special, but also I'm sure very hard. Carson, your younger brother gave the eulogy and was incredible. It was just incredible. I I, I know that sounds weird at, Oh, I know everybody said that it was, like not to
2: cut you off, but yeah, it was, you're not the only person that has said this. And I think we have it on video somewhere. Um, it was beautiful. And it was about her being a bird, like flying around. It was, it was so accurate. The accuracy from this eulogy was crazy. I don't know how he, he did that either. Honestly, his was way harder even than Todd's like to get up there and say that and to write that. Um, but she would fly around to people and the different jobs on, on the on the regular like a bird. That's how we always describe Carly. And when she was little, she wanted she would tell everybody she wanted to be an ostrich. Y'all, I don't know where and how she decided this. But when she was in the fourth grade, specifically the fourth grade, her whole fourth grade class would sing this song that she made up about wanting to be an ostrich. And I mean, she had like ostrich, like photos around her room, like if you, if you would just have known it, you know, known about it at the time, and the people that are listening that knew about her wanting to be an ostrich, it's just fitting that we called her a bird, even though ostriches can't fly. <laughs> like she, what she really would fly from person to person, and, you know, She'd go from place to place to place all in one week. And you could never pin Carly down. You just couldn't. She wasn't going to be there long. She would come and she'd say hello to you. She might stay the night at my house, but then got to go back to work, flying all around. And it would be a couple weeks till I'd see her again, you know, and it was that she was that that was the best example of her. And um, what's crazy about that eulogy looking back now is when he said that, that part about it the day after the funeral i had a bird fly in my house and we couldn't get the bird out for over an hour and it's literally the day after a funeral and we've seen so many bird signs weirdly y'all are going to think i'm crazy no so we many don't think signs of birds ever since this and um and we even saw a medium and the medium was like had no clue about any of this and she's like hey i just want you to know that she comes to you in birds and we're like we knew it We knew it. Like Todd was outside about three or four months ago and he was working on an air compressor and he, he had taken the whole thing apart and went to go touch something, touch a switch and a bird flew in his face literally almost hit him in the face and he ducks down. He looks down at the air compressor and realized the whole thing was still plugged in, that he had not taken it out of the electrical socket. And he would have gotten shocked literally almost to death if, if this bird wouldn't have flown at him. So that eulogy, I always think about it and she, it was so accurate. That was, was her love
0: hate relationship, right? Like she violently had to come at his face.
2: Violently had to come at her.
0: yeah Did not want to get shocked. <laughs> That's yeah. no Yeah. So, uh, but I do remember, and whenever we walked out of the funeral, my uncle, our uncle Randy, he looked at me and he was like, I know this is going to sound like the weirdest thing because it was a funeral. He goes, but good golly, that was the prettiest funeral I've ever been to, you know, and our family, we went and had, you know, lunch afterwards and stuff like that. So uh, I just love what you're doing with that, Kaylee, and you know, that, that our memory is going to live on, you know, and and I agree with you the longer time goes on, probably the harder it is just because time goes on, you know? So it's good from a healing perspective, uh, but I love it. I think you're putting forth so much effort in her memory. We
2: actually also, I have to give a shout out. We just gave the first scholarship recipient of her scholarship at Northwestern um, back in October. And it was so fun to to go back to our university because we both went to college together. We were in the same sorority and all that. But Northwestern rolled out the red carpet For our family coming in there. And I just am shocked at all these students that have never met her on that campus, all know who she is and standing ovation, and and how many people apply for the scholarship was amazing. I mean, and the scholarship is for women in sports, so Mm -hmm. sports, broadcasting, sports, anything. And she always talked about being a woman in the sports arena and how hard it was because. You just don't see a lot of them and to make it you have to know your stuff if you don't know your stuff they're gonna laugh at you like little yeah. girl get out of here so she used to study if, if i mean if y'all would see these notebooks that she had that i found in her car after it happened she had notebooks and notebooks and notebooks like this of of all of the plays that the saints were doing, and all of these things that she could talk about on the after shows of these, you know, of these sports programs and podcasts that she would do. And I mean, she would just diligently do her homework. And, you know, she would say that this industry is not for the weak. And to be a woman in it is tough and you have to break in. And she wanted to be an Erin Andrews, but I'll tell you, and she knew those women. She knew those women in the industry, the Erin Andrews, she knew her. I mean, Erin Andrews, reached out to us after Carly's death. I mean, she, she was on her track on the track to get there. And I'm just so proud of her, like going back to Northwestern and realizing how much of an impact she's made on that journalism department and the sports, you know, the whole like sports medical team. I mean, everybody knew her and I'm just so proud, you know, I just, you you think something silly, like, Oh, something silly, like in lieu of flowers, give to this organization that it's just going to be a little bit of money, but it raised $106,000. And I mean, it will be a scholarship there at the university forever because of the way that they have it set up. So,
0: yeah. So, and I feel like people that know Carly and people that maybe just met Carly, if they've only knew her for five minutes, you know, nothing nothing was going to stand in that girl's way. Nothing. Nothing that no. not matter. No. <laughs> there no. could have been a brick wall. It was not going to stand in your
2: way. She was interviewing for a CBS sports reporter role in Houston and we got a call um saying how how far in the process she had gone and that she was like one of the last contenders for it. So you know who knows what would have what she would have done. But I've honestly like I have to say, and I've thought about it and it's come through a lot of healing, um, where I for a really long time I didn't um I I would think like oh I didn't get to see her kids and I didn't get to I didn't get to see like her become that Erin Andrews but I got to spend 30 years with her on this planet and got to see her thrive in her career and I got to watch her get married I got to be a maid of honor in her wedding like there are a lot of things that I'm very thankful for because you do see and ever since then I've seen and you you become aware of it all of the teen deaths, you know, kids that die in car accidents, because they're driving too fast or drinking and driving accident. And those parents never got to see what their child would become. I'm just very, very lucky to have seen what my sister became. I mean, and she was so loved. So I am very grateful, you know, that I got to see that at least.
1: And I can tell you, she was loved. I mean, I'm sure y'all heard, but when the news broke at the game, my husband was there and he was with some buddies and like grown men were crying. And these are people that didn't know your sister, but Uh, she had such an impact on so many people. So uh, um, yeah, yeah,
2: it's funny how many men, you know, knew of her because of all the sports stuff, but she had a podcast and she was on Matt Moscona's show a lot as well. And she produced it with him. And, um, you know, I'm just very proud of her and that, and that the, I think a lot of the, um, a lot of the, uh, the people at the game were honestly the ones that were texting me right after it happened because it broke out at the game, I think even before it hit social media. So, and there were, there were hundreds and hundreds of people
0: that knew her at that game. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so Steven is now, is he, is he still coaching? So Stephen,
2: her husband, Stephen, he, Carly wanted him to take a step back from being a plant operator. It's it's not that he hated it. It's just that the long nights and the things, you know, that were restricting him were getting in the way of him living an average daily life. And he was so good at, at coaching and he used to coach before he went into the plant life. And so one of the things she had been telling him to do was to go coach. So after she died, he decided to go do it. And I'm so proud of him. And right now he is at Ruston high school and he is their O-line coach and they are doing very well. Um, My mom has been out there to see him play a couple of times and I need to get out there and see him, but he's, he's doing really well. And I'm just very proud of him for, going and living out his dream and listening to Carly and Carly had been telling him like, it doesn't matter about the money. I know that, you know, that plant life money is a little bit better, but you know, cause you know, it is when you're a high school coach, it's not, it's not, you know, the money that you could make if you're working nights at a plant. Right. But, um, you know, I, Carly didn't care about that. It's what I loved so much about her. Carly did not care about that. She cared about following your dreams and then, you know, money would follow, and I think that, you know, he has done everything that she wanted him to do, and I, and I love seeing him happy and doing what he loves so much, and um, so, yeah, he's over there in Ruston. We do miss him, though. I'll tell you, we do miss him. I, I will see him, though, this holiday, and he's, and then um, Coach Steve, you know, he, he was still running the the books over at LSU. And, um, I don't know what he's, if he's still going to be doing some stuff over there now that the coaching staff's changed, but he's enjoying a lot more retirement with the babies and all that. So we're really happy for him too, because he got to watch, um, you know, Stephen do some stuff this year, get to go to his games. And it's just fun for him to be able to watch his son, you know, go to that next step of his coaching career. So
0: yeah. And I mean, you know, every game that Stephen's coaching, that they're there, there's Carly's in the background. Somewhere she's there, you know. He's so there. he's um, always with us. Yes.
1: Yes. If, I feel like situations like that, just put your whole life into perspective. Like, you know, we're only we don't know how long we're here. So we really got to make the most of the time that we that we have.
2: Totally. You don't realize it until something like this happens to you. You don't take life for granted as much anymore. You know, it's it's crazy. Like you look at your kids differently. I'm going to check up. You look at your kids differently. You look at your spouse differently. When somebody leaves the house, you look at them differently. You just don't ever know. You never know. when it's that last minute. And, um, you know, and and as my parents get older and Todd's parents get older, I think about that every time we leave, especially it's like, you just don't know when your last moment with anybody is, or even if they don't die, you don't know your last moment is of, uh, of getting to bring your child up the stairs to bed at night because they don't want you to anymore, or you don't want you don't know when those last moments are in general. So I think it just makes you look at the world in a in a different mindset, you know for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, I definitely think that's very natural. But yeah, what you said about the kids too, because they. I feel like I read something on Facebook about that specifically like I didn't you know a mom saying I didn't realize that was the last night I was going to carry my child you know you want to hold on to that for as long as possible but the reality is that they do grow up and they move on and stuff like that so um and it's fun I mean you know I feel like
1: every stage is good yeah yeah. It sounded like Carly had it all figured out though. She's like, you gotta do, you gotta follow your dreams. You gotta do what you love. Like she knew what she was doing. Yeah, it. It's
2: funny that she died the way she died. We always like, Carly was very dramatic, um, Missy, you know. Like, I mean, you'd walk into a room and she was just dramatic. If Let me tell you, if Carly, if, 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 if what they say about heaven is true, a lot of these, and I've read a lot about heaven since she's passed away. They say that when you, Before, before you're alive on earth, you choose your whole life, you choose every little thing you choose who your partner is going to be you choose who your children are going to be you choose every path that you take you even choose your death. And let me tell you, I am so sure of that with Carly. Because there is no way that she didn't choose this death, like for it to be all over the media and for it to be this dramatic exit, there's no way. And I always laugh at it And my mom and my dad and I laugh, we're like, if it had to be any way, it had to be this very like dramatic thing where, you know, the world got, got some good out of it, you know, and, and the good out of it is um, work your hardest, do your best love your family, you know, try to accomplish your dreams every single day. And Maggie, you're right. Like, I mean, she, she did, she, she had it figured out. And so for her to die with the, with, with, you know, those things in mind and telling the world the things that she had said, you look back on her social media. I mean, it's crazy how many times she said to follow her dreams and, you know, loved what she was doing. So I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. That brings me peace, you
0: know? Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much, Kaylee, for talking about that. And just so that our listeners know, so little Luann, I'm assuming probably does have a social media Instagram page. Um, Kaylee's a much better social media poster than me, myself and I. Uh, But yeah, go give them a follow because you do post some of the new styles. And I do think it's great. I've got I've bought a few things, even though I don't have children. It is great to to buy gifts for people and love being able to support Kaylee and her business. And congratulations to you, Kaylee, though. That's a from five years ago. And now you are, you know, uh, in multiple states and in stores. I don't you don't talk about it to that (laughs) a lot you know (laughs) Kaylee's very humble like I don't know if I knew that y'all had gotten that big and I just saw you like two weeks ago so (laughs) it's just
2: you know it's fun
0: um yeah this February we're going to release the
2: Carly's Little Rainbow collection so follow along with that I mean if you don't buy anything even just to share it on your social media to get the word out I mean I'm all about helping these kids with the heart defects and I know that she would have loved that just because she loved the Moscona family and to, to start it and keep it going is exciting but yeah we would love love y'all to follow along but um we just appreciate everybody and their generosity in general
0: towards it yeah absolutely so thanks again Kaylee it was good chatting with you I'll see you in a couple of weeks for Christmas all right. Right. Sounds <laughs> good. Alrighty, ma'am. Talk to you soon. Bye.